What's up, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome to Overcoming the Odds podcast. This is episode five, and I'm your host, Josh Coyne. If you're listening to this on Apple, then please give me a five-star rating. I now have a YouTube channel, so I'll put the links to it in the show notes below. And that way you can actually see what my guests and I look like. I record these over Zoom meetings and then strip out the audio for the podcast. So I figured I'd have the video. I might as well put it on YouTube. So please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also, the podcast lives on my website, overcomingtheodds.co. And that's also where you can contact me. Last thing I want to mention is please share this podcast on Facebook, text your friends, put it on Twitter, whatever you do, do that for me. I'm trying to grow this thing a little bit faster than it is. And I need your help to do that. So if you enjoy what you hear, or I made your day a little better, maybe learn something, pass the word along. All right, let's get right into it. In this episode, I talked to my friend Ben Wong, who actually was a colleague of mine in my film days. I used to hire Ben because he's the most amazing sound guy in the business. I hired him for a few Walmart commercials we did back in 2011. I hired him for a couple other miscellaneous jobs between then and now. He and I had the pleasure of working on the same feature film a couple years back called Nomads. Ben is an Asian American, and really, we just talk about race in America. This whole episode is mostly about Ben's experience being a Chinese American in today's America. The the one experience I, I mentioned, this guy told me I, they didn't have soy sauce when I, I ordered chicken fingers. I order the chicken fingers, and I'm, I'm a honey mustard guy with my chicken fingers. I like me some honey mustard. So I asked him and and the guy just looked at me and he was like, oh no, we don't we don't carry soy sauce here. <laughs> like, what? what you, where did that come from, man? The first eight minutes of the podcast is basically he and I just catching up. And I decided to leave that in there. It makes it a little bit more human. You know, we have a nice little banter. We talk about shared experiences and then we get into the heart of it. So if you want to skip all that, I would suggest starting around eight minutes. All right, enjoy this episode with my friend, Ben Wong. This podcast is brought to you by Gaming VPN. If you don't have a VPN, you should definitely download Gaming VPN for, well, gaming and streaming. Stay secure online all the time. It's only available on iOS. Go to gamingvpn.tech, T-E-C-K. I'm Josh Coyne, and this is Overcoming the Odds Podcast. I like that setup, man. Thanks. It's kind of like my fun little spot here. It's my my post production studio turned podcast studio. Dude, it's a. I like the 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 little Harry Potter closet you have. Yeah, right. A little a little, a little uh, goblin door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish I had a little goblin door. I just got yeah. a normal door. Yeah, you have a real size door for real people. No, ugh. Basic. <laughs> How's it going, man? I'm glad you it's could be here for It's going good. Um, can you hear me okay? There's no echo or anything, right? I mm. I, for, I can't find my headphones at the moment. No, there, there, there is no echo. Um, it sounds fine. Sick. No, you well, can hear me, yeah? Yeah, I can hear you great. great. Um, Perfect. It's, it's funny, like the sound guy should have the headphones, right? I know, right? I've, <laughs> I've moved them all around, and I was just like, oh, God, where are all my headphones? I don't know. <laughs> Because I've been like in the in like pandemic times, you know, like I, I I've been working out of my own studio that's down in South Philly. So I just like keep moving my shit around and I just have lost track of where everything is. It it goes 
in weird places i know because you're like ah put this thing here and then it's not yeah. what i thought it was and you're rushed no, to put just, it back god damn it oh well <laughs> Well, if I'm if I spend any more time looking for this, I'm just gonna be straight up late. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't bother. So if it works fine, then yeah, totally. I, I mean, there's no echoes. It sounds fine to me. So thanks yeah. for checking. So everything else is going well with you. I hope you know. Otherwise, yeah, everything's everything's going great. Um, yeah, I mean things are things are going like picking up again for work. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, my business partner and I just got. We just picked up a feature, so that'll be uh, starting like within the next two weeks. That's awesome! Congratulations! Yeah, thanks, man. You guys doing audio for it, or what are you doing for it? Yeah, yeah, we're doing sound. Uh, so um, the the feature is based out in Austin. And oh, cool! So we are so because my 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 business partner is down there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're like we're kind of just you know rolling with the working remote thing. So I'm just you know, here he's over there. We're going to just like cut the movie in half. Mm-hmm. And then that's that. <laughs> so you're going to, you're going to go to Austin at some point then. I think, I actually think he's going to come up here because he's originally from Philly. So, uh, he was, we were talking about having him, uh, come up to, to Foley and do all that stuff. And like, or, or, you know, just like call that as like a work trip. Yeah. And really it's just us like getting drinks or something like that. Yeah. And so calling it and calling it for work. Yeah. I mean it's it counts, right? You're there. There's a shoot there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're talking about work. Yeah. Sort of. That's all it counts. It's all, it doesn't matter. Yeah. As long as you <laughs> yeah. talk about it and you can say what you talked about, fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well good. Uh, and good how good. are you? You were you're you were doing like compositing stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean it's pretty much st- did you know like stopped for the most part i was doing a lot of compositing some motion graphics and then it kind of switched to a lot of motion graphics and now all i ever do is corporate videos that are all motion graphics and it's oh just like God. the worst is the worst but it, i mean it pays the bills at least exactly that's the thing they pay on time they don't really have like crazy schedules and they don't ask for ridiculous things because they it's corporate They're like oh just make some fancy titles great done yeah. not like yeah like they their their bar is very very low <laughs> very low yeah yeah well, yeah i, I mean because cl- i was i was trying to think like the last time we worked together was probably nomads right like mm-hmm. we weren't actually together together but yeah we were both on it right yeah and i actually just just yesterday to make room for more podcasts in my hard drive because i didn't buy a new one mm-hmm. i was like i don't need this nomad stuff anymore so i finally deleted it after all these years wow. like gone Congrats. So congrats. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a long one for me, but um, I'm know. sure. I mean, I mean, the the stuff that they were showing me that you were had that you were like had to fix. I'm like, oh, that doesn't look easy at all. <laughs> yeah, there was some some tough ones, but it's not just like slap a black square on top of it and call right. it a day or something. Right. It's out of frame, out of mind. So mm-hmm. um, but no, just work on some some corporate stuff, but you know, like I said, it pays the bills for now and it's pretty mellow. And I help my wife at her, at her boutique, you know, a lot of days when, oh, I, right when I have off. So, so it gives a, me more time. Is it a hair boutique? It's vintage clothing, women's vintage clothes. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Where, where is that out of? So it's in Westchester. She's been there for 18 years, actually. Wow. Yeah. She's killing it. She's doing really, I mean, that's she's cool. never been busier. So online is crushing it. And in store now she's reopened so it's been busy yeah 
That's awesome. Good yeah. for her. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. She's she's pretty amazing at what what she does. That's for sure. So I mean, it's, you gotta you gotta have some sort of like really good way of uh, business and marketing to to like you know with that vintage long. clothing and then especially like you know gut punching the COVID uh, doldrums so that you don't even get get affected too much by it. Yeah, so absolutely. That's that's, uh, that's great. That's great for her. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So this podcast, essentially, I mean, what I've decided to do, and I'll give you a quick little background. Not a lot of people know this. There are more people know it now that I'm more accepting of of this fact. But I was born with a lung disease, and I don't really talk about it ever. Uh-huh. And by medical standpoints and history books, I should be dead. I shouldn't have lived to be this old at this oh, point. Oh wow. Yeah. And it's progressive lung disease that eventually, supposedly, will kill me. Eventually. In the 80s, there was a 50% chance of people living to age 10. Wow. If they're born in the 80s. And then as I got older, it was like, oh, you might live to be 12 and then 15 and then 25. And now like, I think the the general age is 40, but I'm I'm 40. I'll be 40 in the summer. I'm nowhere. I've never been healthier, quite honestly. Yeah. So I've decided at this point, like, all right, I've made it this long. I'm going to start to give back to just people in general, right? Because I think that a living with a terminal illness is extra shitty, but it's extra shitty if you are all of a sudden living with terminal illness, right? Like if somebody's like, Hey, I have cancer all of a sudden, that's a big thing to swallow. You're like, Oh, well, how do I deal with that? Right? Yeah. So I started writing a book about how I made it this far in life and what I've done and stay positive and all these, all these things that have helped me be as successful as I am with with just living, right? Yeah, yeah. In that in that time period during COVID, I'm like, well, I should make a podcast about this and interview other people who had like shitty things happen to them, whether it was because they were born that way or because something affected them, and then how they responded and became potentially became a better person. Like, what do they do? How do they respond? And it could help other people dealing with a similar situation, right? So that's where I know I read your 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 post on Instagram, and I want to read that again real quick, just if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, just to give like some background here. So are we like, are we like, sorry, are we like going? Yeah, yeah we're going, we're going. Oh, we're okay. Going. Hell yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we're doing <laughs> it. No, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. Yeah. So this is you. This is this is Ben Wrights. Throughout my younger years, I was terrified of bringing food from home to eat for lunch the next day. Classmates would always remark on how weird it looked or what it smelled like. When I didn't do well on math tests, I'd be made fun of for being a bad Asian. I hoped these things would stop as I grew older. They didn't. I've been told, quote, we don't carry soy sauce when I ask for sauce for chicken fingers. Random people will make comments like, me love you long time, end quote, speaking an Asian accent, or simply, I hate chinks. I'm one of many. We have spent our whole lives staying silent, not speaking up. With the surge in AAPI attacks, this is no longer something we can tolerate. We deserve to live. We deserve to thrive. So, I mean, that's a pretty powerful post. Thank you. A, it's powerful that you, yeah, you're welcome. Definitely. It's powerful that you wrote it that you had the balls to say something. And lastly, that it's unfortunate that it's happened to you your entire life, you know, and obviously just getting worse because the way America is right now and has been for a few years. Yeah. I'll let you take it over from here, but it's just messed up that you have to deal with that. Yeah. I mean, it it is, um, it's a weird thing because as Asian Americans, it's, uh, I I feel like I should preface by saying that like, you know, like we, we, we deal with, kind of this um, model minority kind of 
um, expectation uh, our whole lives. And, uh, and when we talk about racism specifically regarding Asian Americans, it's not, it's certainly, you know, not nearly as bad as it could, could be, you know, like our, our, our black friends and brothers and sisters and their experience, especially last year is so much, there's so much more to it, uh, unfortunately. And, and then on the other side, as Asian Americans, we experience some sort of racism, uh, racist remarks or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, so in comparison, it just, it, we are, we always are kind of fighting that comparison that like, Oh, it's not, I mean, it's, it's, it's a problem, but it's not that bad. And also partnering it with, you know, how we're raised. Um, and I can only speak for myself in this regard, but I think it is common for Asian parents to want their children to kind of have the mentality of like, just, you know, keep your head down. Let's just, you know, if it happens, that's fine. Just like muscle through it and keep going. Don't let it affect you too much. Just, you know, worry about yourself and that's it. You know, that's why it has been a long time that we've dealt with it. And it just, it, it has just come to a boiling point where now those pe those same people who have been living their whole lives and then teaching us as well as Asian Americans to to you know keep your head down try not to stir the pot too much and just mind your business those people our elders are are experiencing a a huge increase in just attacks for no reason because their entire life is is devoted to minding their business and not saying anything to 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 you know offend anyone really right and those are the people who are being attacked it's not it's not so much the our our like younger generation it's all it's it's in this this uh, year at least sure. it has been seniors and yeah, older yeah. Yeah. yeah so now now it's it's like you know i i'm i'm male uh, mm -hmm. so i have the privilege of you know walking around outside without really worrying too much about you know someone punching me in the face mm -hmm. relatively speaking sure but yeah. my mom she has to go grocery shopping my my dad he likes to he likes to go outside and you know walk around and yeah, i am i'm literally afraid. afraid for them now and, yeah. and i bought i bought my parents pepper spray i've been telling them like you know i know it's still covid but like let's keep going outside to a minimum because you guys are the target right now. That was one of the things that like really pushed me to the point where like, I guess I need to say something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty messed up that you have to think about, right? Like your parents' safety and just yeah. normal, normal day stuff, like grocery shopping, taking a walk, you know, like what person, especially seniors, I'm assuming your parents are probably in their mid sixties. I'm assuming it's based on we're a similar age. So yeah. Yeah. Right around, right around that age. Yeah. Any, I mean, who doesn't like a walk in the park, right? Especially on a nice day. Exactly. And this particularly is a stereotype, but the fact of the matter is, is that Asian cultures are very polite people for the most part. Right. So like the Asian culture is, they keep to themselves on all around all of Asia. Right. It's like, mm -hmm. they are very polite. They keep to themselves. And like you said, they don't want to ruffle feathers. You know, I always like to think about like Asian culture versus uh, american culture or just like behaviors mm -hmm. and 
a, a big comparison that I that I have always held is is um, when I went to Japan, I noticed that like every there are there are no garbage cans in Japan, and and yet the streets are so clean; it is spotless, and it is just expected over there that you know if you if you have garbage. Take it with you. You just yeah, you just you just hang on to it until yeah. you see a garbage can where whenever that may be. Mm-hmm. And then and and then they have a whole senior citizen program there that, you know, if you're retired, um, you can you can be a part of this like little program to to just help clean up the parks. So so everyone is still like doing something. Everyone is very is thinking very much about, you know, the 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 community versus just like themselves, right? Sure, and how, how it affects everyone else. Yeah, and that's that's another part that translates into, you know, keeping your head down and minding your own business because it's it's very much just like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to create a, I don't want to create drama or I don't want to just start anything unnecessarily. You know, you you compare that to a a very American mindset, which is very very like self oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. And I don't want to carry this garbage. I'm just going to throw it. And then right. and like, yeah, I can't, I mean, I'm sure you've seen the same thing where, you know, you're driving down the the, the street and you just see someone chuck, chuck like a, a bottle of, I don't know, whatever, whatever, a bottle of water out the window. Yeah. And, uh, cause it's not an uncommon sight, no. especially in Philly. Yeah. I had a lady, I was at a stop sign. This is a couple of years ago and just right in Westchester. And she rolled her window down and threw an entire pizza box out of it. Like at a oh stop sign God. in like <laughs> that's ridiculous. A, down, a small downtown. So I got into my car. I mm-hmm. ran up to the pizza box. I grabbed it and I threw it back in her window and I yelled at her because it's total bullshit. Like, there you go. You don't do that. You know, yeah, like, you whatever need more it is. Of that. Yeah. I was so mad at her. I mean, good for you. We need yeah, more of that. Yeah, <laughs> need I, more people just, to do that. Makes me crazy. Like, just hold on to it. You know, it's not a big deal. Yeah. You have a trash can at home. Just wait. Yeah. So, and then, you know, back to the Japan thing, too. I, I was in Japan in 2000. Anyway, it was unbelievable to me, like their system of, well, A, the trash, right? Like like you said, it's spotlessly clean there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, The respect for like the community in general was amazing. And like so much so like the 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 parking garages are just based on trusting that you'll pay. There is no gate. There's yeah. no ticket. They just... Assume you're going to go and you pay and then you leave, you know, yeah. and, they, and that's exactly how the system worked. And a buddy of mine, he lives in Japan. He came here and we went uh, to Jackson Hole snowboarding and he's a smoker. And every time he would smoke his cigarette, he would just put it in his pocket until the end of the day. And then he would dump it all out at the end of the day. But like anybody else on the mountain that smokes cigarettes would just throw so, it in the woods. Yeah, just flick it. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I thought that was pretty amazing. And it's just just to put it in his pocket, not realizing it's, you know, Japanese. Yeah, I thing. mean, it's, it's incredible. I mean, the, I mean that, that Japan itself is like also unusually clean. Yes. Um, you know, I can't, I wish, I wish, um, when I went, when I visit family in Hong Kong or something, I wish I could say the same thing, but it's certainly not nearly as clean. I think J- Japan's also a very exceptional country in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, agree. I, I wish, I wish everyone could be like that, but that just can't happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. So, so yeah. So back to like, you know, your parents and having to deal with this, like I, I haven't right. White American man, right. I haven't mm-hmm. dealt with much racism my entire life. I know it exists. 
I have black friends. I have Asian friends. I am a Jewish person. So like I've had Jewish problems, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not nearly as bad as like the stuff that your parents are dealing with or that African-American people are dealing with. Like I won't get pulled over and beat up. Like it's not going to happen. Yeah. Right. It still amazes me that people, there's a guy who lives down the street and he's a friend of mine's dad. And he is a white American male who thinks racism is not real. I mean, like maybe it's not real because he hasn't experienced it himself Mm -hmm. because he's a 75 year old white guy. Yeah, but there's it's to deny that it's real is horseshit. Yeah, and and yeah, I think it is it is tougher to to like encourage people of that generation and of that mindset that like this this stuff still exists because to be like in their in their very somewhat weak defense they haven't experienced it. So, mm-hmm. you know, a, you you as a person can only broaden your horizons if you are like truly willing to do so and 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 go looking for it. But if you, you know, if if you're from that generation, an older white male, that's just, you know, that's just not a thing that you would have thought about. Mm-hmm. It is understandable as to why I think someone like that exists, but it, it you know, like it, you're in a time where it is it's no longer that hidden like you right. don't you don't really have to go looking very far to to find out that not just Asians not just blacks but any race other than white experiences some sort of negative feedback from from you know what is the the quote unquote popular uh skin color right in america yeah my my father-in-law is from argentina he has uh, you know, not much of an accent, but still a Spanish accent. He's got a mustache, like a pretty serious mustache. Mm. Um, he's got darker skin. Good for him. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. He's like had this thing forever. Mustache. Because he looks Hispanic to an extent, he has dealt with this his entire life. But the other thing, too, is that he came here in the, the 60s, actually. He came here in the 60s. He's a physician. I mean, he was the president of a well-known hospital. He's He saved Joe Biden's life at one point. Oh, wow. You know, he's a very educated man. So, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't stop the fact that he got pulled over in his Mercedes and people, the cop asked him who he stole it from. Yeah. You know, he's a doctor, he's 81 years old. It's it's his car, you know, leave the man alone. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the, that's the kind of, you know, thing that we've all, you know, that, that I guess, I guess my post was referring to is just like a lot of, a lot of you know generalizations happening just because of how we look. I mean, I mean, black people have been dealing it from the cops, which is uh, you know objectively the worst situation. Mm-hmm. Your your father in law has has that experience. Um, my when I was in when I was in high school, I was put into the school put me into a like English as a second language course um, because. Because um, I had mentioned to my teacher that I speak I speak Chinese at home, which mm-hmm. you know I do. Sure. Um, but I was also in advance. I, w- I was in advance the AP English class. Right. So why would you need? So, ESL so why would classes? I need? Yeah. Why would I need that? Right. Makes no so sense. They they put me in this English as a second language class, and I was I was taking, and I was like at first wondering why I was even there, and then <laughs> secondly, I had to take these like I had to take tests in order to um advance out yeah of the class so the only way for me to get out of that class was to take 
this like really, really dumb test. Like what is the opposite of up right. or left? Um, what is a, like, what is a comma or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, and as a English, as, as a AP English student at that point, it was very like, uh, like weird to me. And it, it, it took me a really long time to actually understand that, like what was going on there. And it was just that, you know, I said that I, I, I speak Chinese at home, so I must not have a good grasp on English. Right. Which is not true. Which is, all. you know, ridiculous. Yeah. If anything else, you have a better grasp on English because you have multiple languages skills. Yeah. Like, even if you don't understand that, like, a second language uh, and, and its effect on a person, you, you could at least see that if, if a student also happens to be in an AP English and one of the one of the higher English courses, you can assume that maybe they <laughs> don't struggle with the English language that much. You know, it seems to me that the teachers would be struggling with the English language more uh, by understanding would... that, you know, multiple languages. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. And then like, you know, going going through the the one experience I, I mentioned in my post was when I this guy offered was told me I, they didn't have soy sauce. Yeah. When I, I ordered chicken fingers, which was like that was a that was a very bizarre experience because that that happened like two years ago. And I was, I was at, I was at a friend's bachelor party and to set the scene, we were, we were in central PA. So I'm in the environment where this would happen. We were watching, we were watching, we were, we were like at some kind of fair and I kind of like broke off cause I was hungry and I just wanted, I'm a big fan of chicken fingers. Who the hell isn't a fan of chicken fingers? Anything fried, give it to me. Dude, oh my God. They're so good. They are. And I just order the I order the chicken fingers and I'm and I you know I want I I'm a I'm a honey mustard guy with my chicken fingers I like me some honey mustard so I asked him I'm like hey do you have like I don't see a a sauce dispenser anywhere here do you guys do you guys have like sauce packets and and the guy just looked at me and he was like oh no we don't we don't carry soy sauce here <laughs> like what what where, <laughs> where did that come from man you didn't ask i didn't ask soy yeah. sauce i just said i wanted sauce i wanted packets. i wanted honey mustard you piece of shit jesus yeah. christ yeah i can can i curse on here yeah i think we i oh. think we can okay <laughs> i'm sorry it like that just came so far out of left field for me and i and i just kind of like i didn't even like say anything and I just kind of walked away. I don't, I don't, I'm not like immediately react to a, a situation. I again have that, like, I guess Asian mentality just kind of like drilled into me from a, from a young age is that I just, by default, I don't react unless, unless it's like truly something that I need to do. Uh, and in this case, I was just like, this is, this is absurd. And I just walked away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not going to, by reacting, it's not going to help the situation. Right. So like, and then I told my, I told my friend about it, who's now my, my business partner. He was like, I will, I'm going to go and punch this guy. Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the reaction I would have had also. But yeah, I mean, th- those, you know, like little, lo- those like tiny experiences are just, I mean, not tiny, but like, those sure. like, you know, bits have just been you know sprinkled throughout all of our all of all of life so far mm-hmm. yeah i mean i i have another friend who i did interview she's like the second person i interviewed on this podcast mm. 
And I asked her about this as well, because she's Asian. She was born in China. She, her parents moved her here when she was like five. So wow. her and her brother. And I asked her a similar question of like, you know, given the, the climate of the today's America, like, do you get just racist comments? And she is so Americanized that, I mean, her response was basically no, because she's so Americanized. I mean, she's got blonde hair at this point. She's uh, fairly covered in tattoos. She has much more Americanized features than a typical Asian woman. Mm-hmm. So for her, and she lives in Austin, where it's like not a place you would find racism mostly. Yeah, the 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 like one liberal beacon in Texas. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then she moved there from Chicago, and prior to that, in Portland. So like she's been mm. in liberal cities her yeah, whole life. Yeah. So for her, it's like she's ever never experiences these things, but doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Just for her particular situation, hasn't occurred. I mean, I th- I, I find that I find that to be very. Um lucky i guess yeah um, absolutely certainly like i i would certainly never never wish that on on her mm-hmm. but it is it is interesting to me because i've been talking a lot more with people about this and and like one of the biggest problems is that um asian women have to deal a lot more with these remarks more than asian men especially when it comes to being sexualized in mm in like the worst possible way because for whatever reason i mean you know asian women are seen as very like quote unquote docile creatures mm-hmm. and and you know quote exotic right. Uh, right a lot of times they're seen as you know more more like sexual objects like oh i i i slept with an asian woman once and it was amazing or something like that right. which is just like totally not cool anymore mm-hmm. ever actually yeah. yeah and you know my my girlfriend has been you know sharing some of her experiences like that and i'm sure that's you know this isn't my story to tell but you know her experiences are are very much people approaching her and and saying like just really not okay shit to her um, yeah i wouldn't be okay with that i mean like at all yeah I, I mean, um but it's just like a thing that that women in general have to deal with. But more specifically, Asian women get another version of that. That is just like really gross, really nasty. You know, when when people see you as just like an, an exotic creature. Put there for their pleasure. As opposed to as opposed to a person. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, that's that was the whole thing that sparked this. You know, the 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 shooter who who went down and, and just and just killed killed so many asian women just because they were they were quote unquote he was trying to purge his pleasure of That's the gross. asian of the asian women and i'm like ridiculous yeah absolutely that's absurd mm-hmm. that's that sounds like a whole that sounds like a you problem and that exactly. does not sound like a problem that you should be murdering a bunch of asian women for correct because they are just correct. existing Bro. Right, doing their job, working yeah. at the work. You don't get to do that, mm-hmm. and and the fact that the police tried to humanize him in that way is is incredibly uh, offensive. Because what about what about the people he killed? Exactly, they didn't get a chance. No. Was, like, like I said, just at yeah, work. Where's their Where's their human story? Exactly. Yeah, I mean it's it's a messed up situation all around, right? Like, uh, there's no reason for Asian women really any women, but specifically Asian women to have to deal with that, you know, at all. 
Uh, it's not 1947 anymore. You know, like it's not, it's not an old time where it was acceptable to, to talk this way or act this way or be yeah, this way. Absolutely not. You know, without sounding like, like the woke millennials here, it's like, just cut it out. It's, it's, it's not right. Like nobody wants to be treated that way. Don't you know, the, the, yeah. the golden rule, treat people like you want to be treated. Right. And like, yeah, that just makes sense to me. Yeah. But that's the thing, you know, a lot of, you know, we circling back to, you know, the, your, your neighbor, was it the, the older, the older white man? Yeah. Yeah. He was um, down the street. It's just yeah. a lot of people like have that experience where they're like, Oh yeah, it's cool. It's fine. I joke around like this all the time. Mm-hmm. I've got black friends. I've got mm-hmm. Asian friends, you know? Yeah. Uh, they, they, ev- they think it's okay. And, and to be fair, you know, as Asian Americans, we have been very, quiet about it because of how we were raised and because we're not trying to stir the pot or anything like that so so this i guess movement is more about trying to say that it's 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 actually not that okay guys Mm -hmm. um i know i know we've been silent about it and that's literally because we're just not trying to make it worse yeah a lot of Asian women, my my girlfriend, she she says that a lot of times she just is quiet because she literally does not want to die because you just don't know how white men will react sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty powerful statement. You know, like you're, I don't know, I'm your magic girlfriend. I don't know how old she is. I'm just assuming, you know, mid-30s-ish maybe. Yeah. Let's call it that. Okay. Yeah. And for a mid thirties woman to not want to talk about something when she's being uh, offended, right. By someone else, because she fears her life is just a horrible thing to have to, to think about and have yeah. to go through life in that, in that way of like, I can't talk back. I can't stick up for myself because this crazy white guy might do something. Yeah. And that's just not right. It's not, it's, 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 it's a horrible experience. And I, and, and, you know, I, I don't have that experience, so I can I can truly only imagine it. Mm-hmm. Same. It is it is unnerving to me that that you know walking down the street is an experience that that strikes fear in your in your eyes. Yeah. And you know, like after after those attacks, I you know I I drive her to work every day. I pick her up from work every day. It's not worth risking. But it's just you know like she can't even take the subway anymore without feeling some sort of danger yeah and that's that's just like not how life should be right no you're right 100 percent. there was um this is off topic a little bit but sure not i mean a little bit so so my wife like i said she's half argentine Mm. she owns a store women's clothing store there's plenty of women in there all day buying stuff of all ages from high school girls to you know seniors buying things, senior citizens. And she was talking with a woman who was in her seventies about running. And the woman was like, Oh, well, I'm, I always have a knife on me when I run. And my wife's like, yeah, I have a knife on me when I run too. And then the employee who's like 22 mm-hmm. was like, Oh, of course I have a knife on me when I run. Cause like, you just never know. So to have these three different age group of women, conceivably 20 to 25 years apart, each having to deal with the same thing, and the same experience yeah. for their entirety and not feel safe just running in a park or like around a yeah. neighborhood, you have to bring a knife with you. And no man ever has been like, Oh, I better bring a knife on my, on my bike no, run yeah, or my bike ride or whatever. A, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, I mean, it speaks volumes as to how, how 
women are treated, you know, in that and, and how, how, you know, society has in a sense turned a blind eye to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, like, sure. We've heard, we've heard that bad shit can happen sometimes to women, but as men, we just don't, we don't really get it. Yeah. Right. And yeah, I mean, and, and like certainly, you know, trying to, trying to be more open-minded to that and, and I guess more sensitive to that is how we help. I was also surprised when I, when I like learned of this whole other side. Yeah. I mean, we, we understand it and we can sympathize, but since it doesn't happen to us, it's very similar related to, you know, the, the older man, not thinking racism is real because he's never had to deal with it. Right. Never had to experience that, that end of it. Um, and you know, I think the thing, you know, things like this, things like this podcast and like just talking with friends and talking about it more is really the only way that, that it can come to an end. Right. It's just to, to deal with the situation, figure out how it, how it came to be, how it can go away and then making people more aware. So that way, hopefully it will go away. Totally. Yeah. I mean, and you know, like, thank you for, you know, doing this um, podcast, you know, I've always, I, I've I've edited many a podcast, but I've never actually like been on one. Yeah. So it is it is uh it's weird being on the other side of it. It, it is. It's like <laughs> it's like when I'm uh like shooting videos, right? And like directing commercials for years there, and then being on the other side of the camera, I'm like, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to act. I have no yeah. idea what to do. What do I do with my hands? Exactly. My God. Yeah. Everybody always says, "What do I do with my hands?" I'm like, you just put them put them down. Like, put them away. I don't know. And then I'm you're like, like, oh, it's that easy. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then oh, you're on God. camera, you're like, oh, my hands are doing. Oh things. God, where are the actors? Get them. Yeah. <laughs> this is awful. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, no problem. I'm glad you. I'm glad you can come on here. It's just a weird thing, and I hope that a it doesn't happen to you you know, much more. Mm. I hope that there is a way that you can feel as though your parents are safe again and like not to worry about taking a walk around the neighborhood or going to the grocery store. You know, that's stressful. I would certainly love to not have to worry about that as well. And I think having, having a little, you know, some, some pepper spray or something like that is, is like a, it eases the stress a little but it's still there. And, mm-hmm. and I guess it's not, it's not something that'll just like go away. Like, no, it's like, we don't, we don't just flip a switch and then we're like, Oh, okay, we're done. Right. That's it. Problem solved. Right. My buddy Pranay, he, uh, he, I asked him this years ago, actually, it was like maybe five years ago or so I was talking to him. He's Indian, you know, he was born mm-hmm. here. He doesn't have an accent at all. His parents migrated here uh, sometime in the late seventies. You know, he's in like a funk band or he's just a cool dude. You know, he's like, mm-hmm. a, it's like a DJ on the, on the side. Yeah. He works at a bank. And I asked him, like, do you get racist comments and remarks because you are different looking? He's like, yes, I do. But I oftentimes diffuse the situation by then talking to the person who has the problem with me. And mm. at, after that point. He's like, it's not easy to do because it's a stressful situation. And as long as it stays calm, he finds that they can have some sort of mutual agreement here and then everything's fine in the end. Mm. But to just talk to people and be like, hey, you know, why'd you say that about me? I just, I just want to know, you know, I'm not, you can say whatever you want. I'm just curious why you said that about me or yeah. what makes you think that about, about me? He says it has helped him to, to diffuse situations, but stressful doing it, I'm sure. Yeah, totally. I mean, I that's actually I actually think that's um a great way to to do it. It's a very very civil way to do it as opposed to, you know, like 
someone says something and then you know you fire back guns blazing like right. fuck you man you why you have no right saying that <clears throat> because at that point you know you start you start yelling uh and then people guess people will just automatically get defensive and then once defense once people are defensive then no no one's changing their minds exactly you know? and then you look like the, the bad guy to prove them right yeah which is i mean which is why a lot of, like i i tend to try and diffuse the situation although you know looking back it's it's usually not probably not the best way of doing it which is to kind of roll with it until mm-hmm. until it dies down cuz i i mean like like i in the in the film industry you know there's not not a lot of asian folks uh in this industry so we are we're definitely like it's an uncommon sight and when it does come up you know i have i've had my fair share of you know people making remarks about my race or something like that and i i will usually just you know roll with the joke mm-hmm. hoping it goes away and it right. usually does yeah cuz you know the second you the second you start laughing about it and pe- and and then people realize that it's not really going to r- get a rise out of you it's a very standard like bully situation then it just kind of goes away do you think that there's a strong difference in telling maybe not telling a joke but let's say it's not like it's not like a specifically racist joke right like i'm mm. telling a joke about asian people but making fun of or saying something that's supposed to be tongue-in-cheek towards you is different or more acceptable or less acceptable than just being like a racist remark i mean is there a i mean difference? it all i i think there there is a very very fine line mm-hmm. to it because you know like people will people will be will will tease that's that's just normal you know, right like, human nature yeah and and like uh, and a lot of times like teasing is like if a form of bonding you know with people in a sense i think i think the difference becomes you know when it comes to teasing it is usually referencing something that happened you know like oh i made a dumb mistake at work and everyone will tease you about it mm-hmm. uh that's normal that's sure. fine as long as as long as the person on the receiving end isn't isn't like feeling weird about it you know and that's the difference you know if someone doesn't feel like a negativity from it if someone is able to to be like yeah no that that is funny good one then (laughs) then you know that then go for it yeah but i think when it comes to remarks that i've received it's always it is always very unmotivated Mm. you know uh like i walked on the set a few years ago uh, for like some commercial, I can I can I don't even remember what for. I, I walked on, and um, one of the crew members was, you know, he came up to me in an in an Asian accent, said hello to me, and then bowed to me, which is like very random, very yeah. uh, completely completely unmotivated. And I just didn't. I'm just like, sup, yeah, dude. That's it's <laughs> a ridiculous thing to do. It is an, it is like a bit absurd, but it mm-hmm. has happened enough times where my my reaction to it has been dumbed down to just like saying hi and just walking, just continuing going to where I needed to go at that point. I mean, that guy looks like the idiot, you know, like ten times over for sure. <laughs> but no, he's... it's it's just you know like and 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 especially like you know in the, in the film industry, you you know, word of mouth is very key and and like your your likability and and how people how much people enjoy working with you is like a major factor in how much work you get 
Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you have that experience and, and you're thinking like, well, my thinking was, okay, well, how do I come out on top on this yeah. <laughs> without, without making a scene? Oh, there's a, the thinking of like, I don't want to make a scene. I don't want to show that I'm okay with this, but I don't want to, you know, stop the production and like stomp my feet and say, this is not okay to a, to a certain sense. I think, I think I want to, but, but maybe in that situation, it wasn't really appropriate. You know, again, you don't want to, you don't want to stir the pot. You don't want to make a scene. You don't want to cause drama. Right. It's a fine line. Like you said before about the jokes too, right? It's like, yes, in that particular situation. All right. The first one, let it slide. Right. Okay, Mm -hmm. fine. This guy's a jerk. Now I know. Second time, third time, the third time you gotta yeah. be like, look, buddy, you gotta either cut that crap or we're gonna have to talk to somebody, yeah. you know, in uh producer about something. Thankfully, the you know, we're all we're all at least of the age where you like bullying isn't really a thing people do too often anymore. So, you know, it it comes up once or twice from the same person on the shoot. And then it's usually over and then, mm-hmm. and then you kind of hit the reset button and then it, and then I'm sure it'll like crop up again on another shoot. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, you know, not to work with that guy if you can't, if you can help it. Yeah, no, I generally, I generally try not. I, I, if I notice this person is on set, then I, I usually kind of steer away from them. I don't, I don't enjoy my experiences with, with that person <laughs> very much. Well, back to the joke thing, right? Like, there's, a t- I'm sure there's a ton of Asian jokes. There's a shit ton of Jewish jokes, right? Like, there's so many oh, yeah. jokes, and like, I mean, there's, there's the, uh, the stereotypes that we all, that you know, every, every group of people has, has had, right, right, and you know, it's, it, it kind of makes people say, oh, well, you're Jewish, you can make those jokes, and like, yes. I can, but I shouldn't. And I, I find myself, I think I'm pretty funny, right? Like, I know yeah. it's weird to say that, but <laughs> I'm pretty funny. And I think you're pretty funny. Thanks. I have a good sense of humor. Uh, generally, people like me, you know, and I, I am a joking person. I, I do like the banter and the back and forth and sometimes make fun of people and we'll accept that too. Like if I can't take it, there's no reason I should be of dishing course. it out either, right? Yeah, yeah. And when it comes to like Jewish jokes, it depends on who you are. You know, like if you're a friend of mine, you make Jewish joke, fine. Totally cool. You know, like that's a fun thing we can do. And as long as it's like one or two, I'm in when it comes yeah. to like hammering it down and three or four later, or you're a stranger and you're making fun of me. Cause I look Jewish. I got curly hair. I got a weird Jewish nose. I got, yeah. you know, making fun of me because I pay for cash for things like whatever, like that's, then it becomes a problem. Yeah. And I'm sure with you too, like you can handle some jokes from friends that may or may not make fun of your ethnicity, but if it's a stranger, who's just blatantly doing dumb shit to, to bother you because you're Asian. That's not right. Yeah. And, and I, I, that's the, I, I think that's the, the line that, you know, we were referring to earlier is like, you know, if it's cool when it's between friends, what you guys have an understanding, you guys, you guys are just having, you guys are just joshing. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. uh, but, but, you know, random people coming up, it is, it's completely, uncalled for mm-hmm. that like i don't know i don't know what you're going for if you're if you're trying to like tease to be friends you are not doing it right i don't know that's yes, just how right. people how people are sometimes and, mm-hmm. it's, and it's it's crazy like i'm sure you like you have you have the 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 jewish stereotypes you have to deal with i i have the all of the 
the Asian stereotypes that I've had to deal with and, mm-hmm. and people like, Oh man, that just reminded me this one time I like drove up onto set and I, and I like someone put a cone down um, when I was trying to park and I didn't see it. And so I just, I just like tapped it and everyone was just like, Oh, Asian driver. And I'm like, that's dumb. <laughs> I hate all of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's and and you know like again that's that's like the situation where you kind of just roll with it and hopefully it goes away. Right. The Asian the the stereotypes are always there and and it's always it's always a thing that comes up. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, we've got a couple minutes left here. I know we talked about this briefly too, but what do you think would be a way to help the situation moving forward right like what's what's the way to make this go away one way or the other or at least start to go away in a perfect world race just doesn't apply when you are you know talking with people or when it shouldn't yeah absolutely you're at work or when you're in relationships or whatever you know it just shouldn't be a thing i think currently people are trying to to be more cognizant of this and 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 in a way um almost bounce back a little bit i've gotten a, a fair number of work just in the last couple months who have specifically asked for people of color mm-hmm. or women of color or or just minorities in general because they want to hire people who have you know received some negativity through work through life um and they want to they want to in a sense um give them that opportunity that they missed out on before. Sure. And also different life point of view. I I feel weird about that because much in the same way that, you know, I've lost work because I was Asian. Now I'm getting work because I'm Asian. So sure, I'm getting money from it, but it's still do you do you see what I mean? It's still it still feels like the same thing, but different. Right. You you've lost the work because you were Asian. You're getting work because you're Asian, and then people who lost the work because you're getting the work because you're Asian. Yeah. And then on top of it, it shouldn't matter. It should be, how's his work? Is he good? Yes or no? That's it. That's kind of the weird situation because, like, in in one in one hand, I I, I appreciate it and I agree with it because I see what you're doing and I and I I think that's great. Mm-hmm. However, I just don't quite think this is it. I think, you know, if you just, if it's just hiring someone, that's it. Just believe that this person can do it or hire them, hire them. However the hell you would hire a normal person and right. whatever normal means, you know, right. a white, a white guy, how, yeah. you know, how hire them the same way you would hire a white dude. Right. What's Brad Jones's resume look like? You know, hire Brad Jones. <laughs> yeah. How does he look? Yeah, I do. I do appreciate the effort. And I think, I think this is certainly the right direction. I certainly don't pretend to know the answer. I, it's a very, um, a very complicated topic. I think like education in general, right? Like, yeah, helps a lot of people with everything. Like if you can educate someone on any topic, then they will have those resources and the knowledge to deal with it. And if they're uneducated about Asian culture, about Jewish culture, about African-American culture, even if they're uneducated about race in America. If you teach people that these things are the way they are and there's nothing to be concerned about and let people just live their life, that, I mean, that could help. 
I mean, education is is like one hundred percent like what has to happen. People mm-hmm. people need to realize that like your your life is not the definition of how life is. It is that is just how you experience life, whether it is good or bad. That's a great but, way to put it. You know, your your life experiences does not equal anyone else's. It may be similar, but it is not what happened to them. And so their life experience is could be much different. And I think a lot of people, especially, you know, the the white male, need to open their mind to that mm-hmm. a little bit more. Um, and this reminds me of you remember that movie Ghost in the Shell that came out? Uh, starring Scarlett Johansson as, mm-hmm. as Asian woman. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know if you've watched the original Ghost in the Shell. I hadn't seen um, it in parts, but I've never seen the whole thing because I'm not really oh. much of an anime person. But sure, it's a well. I have friends highly recommended. It. It's a it's yeah. a really good movie, and yeah. it and it really messes with your mind. If you have the time, I would say give it a shot. the The original character is is asian and and when they you know when the u.s made a live action remake uh it stars scarlett johansson who's very much not asian however she is playing the same character but they but in that movie they literally whitewashed her in the sense that the asian woman's brain is then put into scarlett johansson's body so she is the asian woman in a sense but now Mm -hmm. she's scarlett johansson so there's a couple issues with that. And I remember talking to my one friend about how weird I felt about that and how, you know, Hollywood is essentially taking this Asian, the story that comes from Japan with an Asian character and then, and then just like keeping everything mostly the same except for the ethnicity of the character. And, and he, he kept saying to me that that was not an issue. Like that's like this is the, like I don't I don't see a problem with that and I'm like trying very hard to explain how that is weird mm-hmm. and and I'm sure you know these days it is a lot easier to explain something like that because a lot of a lot more people are are more open to to that thought. Correct. Yeah. Back then that was like three years ago. Yeah. Not even Way back in three ago. years ago. Yeah. Way back in 2018. He just didn't didn't understand and granted i probably was not also explaining it to the best of my ability as well because i was i was probably getting a little annoyed and flustered at the at the at the time yeah like why don't um, you get this why does, yeah. what's wrong with you what's what's the matter man yeah <laughs> like that kind of education just like we're still friends and, and sure. he's but but he's you know white male mm-hmm. so instead of trying to say like no that's not a problem just be more sus- accepting and I guess curious would yeah. be a, would be another term for it. Granted, like you know, you can't you can't really affect how your curiosity on on a topic, but but just just like accepting, you could be more open minded, right? Because yeah. like if you're yeah. if you're not if you're closed minded, you're definitely not curious. No, in a nutshell, open mindedness is is the key here. Yeah. And and the more people we can get to be open minded, to be um, accepting of how a person's life played out as and how it's different from yours Mm -hmm. is is a a major step in the right direction yeah i mean i think you i think you nailed it it's a possibility it could work you know be open-minded be more curious and Um, educate yourselves yeah 
And don't be an asshole. Let's let's go with that too. Yeah, you know? big life lesson here. Yeah. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's just just a life lesson that everyone should learn. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. um well thank you for, for coming on the show here and doing it. And um of course, thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. I think that your your life experience is definitely, you know, unique to you. And hopefully some people that hear this, you know, can relate. I'm sure there are people that can relate to this. Yeah. And, you know, best of luck on your Austin, Austin movie. Thank you, man. I will. And I'll look, uh, look forward to more, more episodes of this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I'll let you know once, uh, once I put it out there in the world, probably be a couple more weeks. I'm trying to finish up a a post-production corporate video session. Woo. Hey, yo. So once that's all done, I'll be able to focus on this more. So amazing. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Josh. Absolutely. It was great seeing you. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. See you. See ya. So there you have it. Thanks to my buddy, Ben Wong. Super awesome to talk to him. I haven't talked to him in a while. Uh, There's no reason to be racist, especially to senior citizens. I mean, look, to have this poor guy worry about his parents going to the grocery store and his dad taking a walk around the park is not right. You know, like I do not worry about my parents living in Florida, walking around the park, you know, going to the grocery store. Not, Not something I had to think about ever in my entire life. There are people out there that are dealing with that, and I I'm, I feel terrible for those people. So if you're a racist person, get over it, man. You know, just get over it. We're all different. Everybody's got different ways of being and living and doing, including yourself. So let everyone have their own life and be who they are. I think really the moral of the story is just don't be an asshole. That's really it. Hey, if you or anybody you know wants to be on the podcast and you think that your story can help other people, reach out to me. Let me know. Overcomingtheodds.co. Hit the contact button and send me an email. All right. Be well. Be good to each other. Take care. This podcast was brought to you by Gaming VPN. If you don't have a VPN, you should definitely download Gaming VPN for, well, gaming and streaming. Stay secure online all the time. It's only available on iOS. Go to gamingvpn.tech, T-E-C-K. This has been a Robot Mouse production. If you like what you heard, please give me a five-star rating and tell your friends about the show. All right, have a great day.